0: Hey, hey, my name is Kirsten Galfan, and I'm so glad you're here. We'll be chatting and getting pumped up about how to make your life better and healthier, and sometimes easier and more fun too, right? I get to coach and train people like you almost every day, and we bring the fun, accountability, and results to where you're at right now. We'll be here weekly with a fun and crazy mix of inspiration and application, incredible guests, and your quick Friday victory lap. You are here at The Making Changes. You love to live with podcast. We are about to jump right into part two of an intuition workshop that we did with Christine Borst. So this would be one of those episodes that if you didn't listen to part one yet, go ahead and go back and listen to part one first. Because we're gonna dive right in to part two here. And it just gives some great food for thought and yes, we di- do discuss food um, and uh, maybe even controversial light as it pertains to or not controversial as much as a different light that you typically would hear or see in like the health world from the health and fitness traditional standpoint, as it pertains to intuition. So it's super fun. Look forward to that. And I want, before we dive in, I want to, one, thank you for being here. You are awesome. Let me know what podcast topics and episodes you're liking, what you want to hear more of. You can either reach out to me via Instagram or my website, livefitnessinspired.com. And yeah, let me know what you're loving and what you want to hear more of on the podcast. And if you like this podcast, would you take a moment, go to the podcast app and review it? That would be so helpful and I would really be grateful for you doing that. And if you've already done that and you have like look back at a favorite episode or this episode, and share it with a friend, it really makes a big difference, and um, it allows us to keep on doing this, allows me to keep on doing this, and I like to hear what you're loving and that helps produce the the content that is going to be meaningful and impactful in your life. All right, let's dive into part two of the Intuition Workshop. But, so Intuition
1: might say, you know what? not for me today. This doesn't feel good. And this kind of goes, leads into the things that Kirsten was asking for how, so what, so what, okay. I love this idea of intuition. Um, I'm ready to start challenging some of these rule books, but how do I even start? Um, we've already talked about how, yes, everybody has it. Everyone's born with it. We could just kind of learn at varying times in our life to just kind of shove it down, um, ignore it, talk ourselves out of it. So number one, It's to practice and practice the things that we're going to talk about and be okay with where you're at. Um, I think this is one of the easiest things to do is just to say, okay, where I'm at right now is okay. If I'm feeling anxious about the idea of giving up my anxiety a little bit, good. That's right where I'm supposed to be. Okay. Check. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Number one, number two, what feels good. This is going to be very important. We do a lot of things, even out of habit, that just don't feel good, right? And so tuning in in the tiniest ways to what feels good. My favorite way is in the morning. If you are a coffee or a tea drinker or a warm beverage person, how do you pick up out your mug? Do you have all the same mugs? Think back to this morning. Somebody walk me through, what'd you do? Open the cupboard, got a mug, any cup
0: mug? put it down. Okay. I'll go. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. So I, ha- I just kind of rearranged my mugs and I love words. So I will look at the words that are like resonating with me today though, just being completely honest, I just went down to half my normal allotment of coffee <laughs> for the day. And I'm trying to thing for the last couple of weeks. And so I thought, Hmm, what will be a practical one? See, I don't know if you're going to like this, Christine. What will be a practical one that I could reheat tomorrow? So I'm not dumping half of my coffee out and I'll just steam some more mm-hmm. oat milk and boom shakalaka. It's going to be gorgeous. But I did. Here's where I'm getting back points for my intuition. I, It's a beautiful glass cup that I love, love, love. And you can see like the layers Mm -hmm. and I just enjoyed it. And I was like, I kind of want to take a picture of this, but I'm like, Kirsten, you always take a picture of your coffee, stop taking pictures of your coffee. So I was like, just appreciating it and try to remind myself that, you know, how this like practice can help me the practice of like trying something different. Um, So, yeah, that's my story. (laughs) I love that. Disclosure.
1: <laughs> I love how mindful you were about that whole practice, right? Because one of the things that's really important too is slowing down. How often do we just grab this and grab that and grab this bar on our way for lunch? Cause it's faster in these clothes. Cause they're clean without really like tuning into what feels good. And Justin, I think, yeah, if it feels really good to you to have a mug that you can just reheat the next day, then girl, I want you to get after that, right? And thinking about, okay, so maybe that is a priority for you and only one of your 10 mugs do that. Okay, so what is this? Then you're picking up a different mug and you're like, oh, you're not gonna, those little moments of, uh, oh, right? Or the, oh, this doesn't feel quite right in my hand, right? Or whatever it is. It seems so minute, but I can really, oh, I mean, think about how many decisions or how many choices you have every day. If you are kind of cutting yourself off from your preference at most of them, just because you're not paying attention because you think it's a don't, not a big deal because you've heard, oh, you're too sensitive or you're too particular since childhood and you don't wanna be that person anymore, right? Um, all of those things, that's like overriding what feels right to you. So we're talking again about your, your true self, your desires. We want those to be in alignment. Right. And so even these tiny little things, like just grab whatever mug. And then every time you pick it up, you're like, "Mm, okay, it's fine. Whatever. I'm like that with pens. There are pens. These are my favorite kind of pens. I write with other pens and I'm even like, it's just, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel as good. And that's fine. Right. Because Oftentimes we have this, oh, well, that's, I'm too picky. I need to let it go. I need to relax a little bit. It's like, it's not about denying what we want. It's about what would feel good. And and that's great, right? There's no harm to that. I wanted to change before this because I had jeans on. I'm like, you know, not feel really good tonight. to be in joggers during this class, right? To be out of this sweater that I had on. I feel great, right? I, every time you're thinking you're picking out clothes in the morning, do these socks feel good? No, I got to go, but it's fine. But no, you know what? I'm important. No, what feels right to me is important. These are some key things that we can tune in initially at. And think about every time you do that, every time you listen to what feels right, grab two things in your hand, say, what feels better? Just even the slightest little bit. What feel, what do, what do I feel more connected with? Okay, I'm going to do it. Like weird that I feel connected more to this apple than this apple, but okay, we'll go with it. Right. And so it's turning the logical mind off. It's connecting to what feels good in the tiny little decisions you make every day. And that's going to create more space and more space and more space for you to get used to exercising that intuition muscle. Do you think it would attract more good feeling experiences too? Well, Liz, thanks for asking. Yeah, I do. I sure do. <laughs> what, and like, think about what am I saying to the universe, to the powers that be, when I'm saying, you know what, what feels right to me and what feels good to me is so important that I'm going to take time and put the socks that I really like on, even though I have to dig a little bit further for those, right? Like, it's saying this. I'm important enough and my needs are valuable enough that I'm going to listen to my intuition for even these smallest things because it makes me feel good. And therefore, yeah, come at me. What else can I feel good about? Right? What other things feel better? So I talk about this a lot with food too. This stresses people out, right? Because they're like, I'm like, well, well, what feels good to eat? Does anyone ever just make food out of convenience or leftovers and then you heat it up and I'll eat it? I'm like,
0: it doesn't I don't want this right like it just uh,
1: yeah or I don't even notice I'm
0: eating when that happens
1: yeah and I'm like what a waste <laughs> right like there's so many so many things so I say well what would what would feel good to eat what would what would what sounds good to you oh donut. well okay well then people are like well I'm gonna a donut sounds good I'm like great they're like well then I'm gonna I said, well, if it feels good, just, you know, but, but I don't have any rules anymore. Right. Well, but my rule of, I can only have one donut a month. What you, like, you made me get rid of all my rules. I didn't make you ever fell inspired,
0: but you know, yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. So just I think more. that's exercise in trusting yourself, right? Bingo.
1: Because that's what they'll say. They'll say, well, I'll just eat as many donuts as I want. I think that's a great idea. You should definitely do that. Like get your donuts, pick out the ones that look great. Sit down, pick your first one, have another, have another, have another, because I can guarantee that you will get to a point that another donut does not feel good. Right. And that honestly, probably at some point in there, you got to the point a little sooner that the donut didn't feel good, but it was, there was a lot going on with, well, I can do whatever I want and I'm going to just do me. And yeah. Oh, so if you're a humanist, then it never ends.
0: Well, what do you say about that? Christine, one idea, if you're worried that it's just going to like keep going and keep going, is like one start small and start specific. So there's this weird thing with food If you have like 15 things on your plate, you're going to eat, I don't know how much percent more, but you're going to eat a lot more. So my thought is like, start small with trusting yourself and like pick one thing and do what my kids do a lot of times. And I do honestly, sometimes it's like, I'm just eating this one thing right now. And then I'm going to move on to this other thing. Um, I don't know. That was my original reaction to that. What do you think, think, Christine?
1: I think it's just an overall, like what at the root of this is fear that I'm not going to be able to stop myself, Mm. right? I'm not going to be able to stop. And I have a a suspicion that that comes from years and years of other people telling you what to do, other people setting up the rules for you. Yeah. It might be weird for a while and that's okay. You might, of course, this is the expectation. I think that we have. Internalizes to get everything right all of the time, right. and that's not at all it, right? Because Kirsten, even today, you took you took me through your mindful process of picking out a mug, and then you were like, "Well," and I know that this and this, and it's like, "Well, that was learning." How else do we? How else do we learn if we did everything perfectly? This is what I tell my kids when they're like third grade. Oh, I got this problem wrong. I'm like, babe, if you knew everything you needed to know in third grade you'd be in fourth grade, right? Or like you'd be teaching class. It's so that you don't have to, uh-huh. right? it's not the expectation. And so we have this expectation about life for ourselves that we somehow have to get everything right. But why on earth would we, would we be able to do that, right? And how on earth would we be able to do that if we're completely disconnected from our intuition? So I say eat the donuts. And then eat the donuts. at some point, you'll get to the point where you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good. And then yes, there may be a spiral of, oh, but I ate it all and it didn't feel good and now I feel worse and right. That's that's something different, but also you can say, okay, I'm gonna sit with this feeling. I don't feel really good right now. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna overanalyze. It's not a whole thing, but I wonder if maybe there was some subtle intuition somewhere along the way that I didn't notice, right? I get this a lot with people who've had um, a string of relationships maybe that didn't work out. And they're like, Oh, my picker's broken or I keep attracting these like jerks or whatever. And I'm like, okay, okay. Walk me, you know, let's get a history and walk through it. And then I'm like, okay, you're explaining this to me in it like this much amount of time, right? If we pull out each experience with each of those people was there anywhere along the way you maybe felt a little pull at your gut? You maybe covered up a little fact about that person that you didn't want to share with like your best friend or your mom or something, right? Yeah, okay, I mean, maybe. Was there something that you got out of it knowing that, that, was, that you were compromising? Or, or do you remember like talking yourself out of me well, I don't need him to have a job uh, per se right like whatever that looks like and most of the time you're like oh yeah right so imagine this is an accordion you can pull it all the way out and say okay with a magnifying glass just out of curiosity not to blame yourself but were there times that maybe I did have subtle little hints of mm, this doesn't feel quite right right but they're quiet and they're curious and they're not intrusive, so it's easy to just push them down. And most of the time people can be like, oh yeah, I see that, right? So I'm not saying this to self-blame, but it, it can be really empowering when you're like, oh, I consciously overrode my internal compass time and time again because I wanted this outcome. That's great, right? We don't have to blame you. You know, you're right where you're supposed to be. You did what felt right at the time. And now you can change the narrative from I'm doomed. I'm never going to find my partner. I'm going to keep picking, you know, a holes to, oh, okay. Yeah, I did what I needed to do. And that felt right at the time. And I can see where my
0: intuition was like, maybe, maybe not here, maybe not here. I wonder if. I thought of too, when you were still talking about like more of the food, but this could be applied to anything is the scarcity and the urgency. Like if it's coming out of anxiety for me, it's like urgent and needs to happen like right now. And, um, not that, and then intuition comes out of like abundance and love and like knowing that there's going to be more. Like, not that we're fighting over food, but there's more food to be had. Um, And this is not a conscious thing. Like, it's not a conscious thing that we're doing. But if I feel myself gearing up to be like really urgent, (laughs) I'd be like, and now I'm to the point where Ethan, and it's so funny, it makes me laugh. So it like makes me realize I'm doing it. I'll be like, why didn't you tell me that? This is a really important thing. And he goes, "Well, Kirsten, you came in the door, and you're like doing this thing, and you're doing this thing, and you're saying this thing, and it's like da 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 da, and then um, so that's like the the manifestation of like that was excitement and fine, but he's like, when am I supposed to say this to you? But like whenever the urgency gears up, mm-hmm. I realize that it's like." okay, that's not intuition. Like there's been times where my intuition was like, you need to get out of here, but it was that quiet. Like you said, calm. Right. Right. And like, here we go. We're going to make an exit. Yeah. Like yeah. I just think of like protecting my kid, for example, if there was like an immediate danger yeah. in most situations, the idea is not to be like, burn, draw right. attention yes. you get out quietly
1: your intuition has like the calmness of a very well-trained flight attendant, right? Like, you know, in the case of an emergency, just text it. It's good. You're good. You're okay. Um, There was something else that you'd said right at the beginning that I wanted to touch on because it was really important, but, oh yeah, there's a lot of, (laughs) we live in a world also that relies heavily on urgency to motivate, Right. Oh, the sale, only 12 more hours. You got to decide. Or people are like, well, can you do this? Can you do that? And then you're like, anytime I'll give a hint. Anytime you're like, I have to make a decision. Probably not the time to make a decision, right? (laughs) So I I think that we forget. And I say we, because I mean, we often forget that it's like, oh, my answer can be, I don't know yet. I don't have an answer. I don't know what I want. I need more time. It doesn't feel inspired right now, right? Let me think about it. Or now's not the right time, right? Generally, people are like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. I have choice A or choice B, and I don't know what I want to do. So I'd say, okay. Um, Kirsten, do you
0: have a favorite food? Yes. What is it? I have several favorite foods, but I mean, the first thing that came to mind yeah. was grilled chicken parm. Grilled chicken parm. Excellent. Do you have like a food that you're
1: like neutral about? Neutral or yeah. anything
0: about? Just uh, neutral. Okay. Neutral. I guess oatmeal. This
1: feels okay. neutral to me. Yeah, it was, That's so funny. I almost just said oatmeal because of that, which is not everybody. My six-year-old could eat oatmeal till the cows come home happily. So, so we have... Kirsten, let's say you're coming to me and you're like, "Ah, I just have this decision to make. And I just, I'm not feeling in my intuition. I don't think my intuition is working. Right. Okay. Uh, So they're like, I have choice A and choice B. I don't know what to choose. So then I say, well, let's say that you have one option, oatmeal. And one option is chicken parm. Kirsten, which would you choose? Chicken parm, man. (laughs) Because you love it you felt strongly about it you felt excited about it right yeah when you have when you're faced with a choice and you're like I don't know what to do I'm lost if it's not a hell yeah it's a no right because you know if I if I gave any of you the choice right do you want like uh, the pink water bottle or the yellow water bottle and if you felt neutral about both you'd be like for me I'm like pink Right. And so do you want this mug or that one? It's not, there are sometimes right. That it's okay. to just feel okay about it. I don't need to feel a lot of, um, passion for like which kind of corn I'm picking out at the grocery store. And sometimes they say like, I'm one who can make really big decisions, like buying a house, like marrying a person, having kids really fast, and I had heard that it's because there's a lot of energy towards those, right? So it's really obvious when you're like, you walk in your house, and this is kind of another aspect of, of intuition that we could talk for days about, but right, you walk in, you feel it, you're like, oh, this is right. This is it. We don't have to house shop anymore. I love that you guys are doing this for weeks, but I'm done. I found my house day one, right? But the can of corn, not high stakes. I don't really feel, I got two cans of corn, I got, you know, 10 cents different, whatever, sodium, okay. Doesn't really matter, right? But a lot of people feel this way when given life decisions. And they feel like they have to choose one option or the other option. And when you're feeling confused or you feel neutral, probably neither option is for you, right? Which is then mind blowing because that comes a point that you have to say, none of these feel inspired to me. I don't, I think I need some more time to not choose either of those, right. To like, see what else comes up. And we, in this rule book have this idea that we can't make other people uncomfortable, right. Or we can't put other people out because what if I, you know, what if my friend really wants to do this? And I know that it doesn't feel right for me. And what if it hurts your feelings? If I don't, or what if, uh, my parent needs me to go care for their parents so that, because they need my help, but I'm so tired and it doesn't feel right, but I got to do it anyways. Cause I have to help out because if I don't, you know, they'll be too tired. So then I think, okay, obligations, right. We feel obligated to do a lot of things in our life. <clears throat> and then I ask you, how do you feel when you show up to something out of obligation? How's that feel? If you were doing a favor for someone out of obligation there is just no possible way you can show up as your best self right you'll be resentful maybe you hide it i'm sure right that's a skill set i i'm I mean, i'm great i'm going to do this all the time i'm like i wish i was doing something else or i don't like this or and then naturally you're not showing up For the other person either and so this is the thing that we forget we think a lot well if I get connected to my authentic self if I'm so intuitive if I learn you know if I really listen to my intuition and I do these things for me that's so selfish but then if we think about it wait a minute I'm going to be a more authentic more joyful more aligned person watch out world right what can I do if I'm firing on all cylinders, if I'm filling up my own cup, if I'm feeling really good because I'm making all sorts of choices that fit for me, I will naturally show up for everyone in my life better. Um, I was just thinking when you were talking about making a decision, mm-hmm. um, I heard this one time and I don't know if it's a tool that'll work for everybody, um, but it worked for me the few times I've used it. It's um, basically if you really can't decide um, roll the dice, and then you find out it's not that you'd go with what you choose or what the dice land on. It's you, your feeling about what happened. One hundred percent. And yeah, okay. So you get what I mean. Right. So the, I do this with my kids. If they like Halloween candy, right? They have two. They can have one piece of candy, but mom, my body feels is telling me it needs more candy, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I see how you did that. Okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, you get one piece of candy right now. We'll have your second piece later. Which one do you want? Oh, I don't know. I really, I want, I don't know. So I say, okay, put my hand back, right? The whole thing, hold my hands out. What do you want? So they flip it over. And like Barb's saying, just because they turn this one over doesn't mean that's the one they have to choose. But when you see that and you're like, oh, it's like, oh, oh, that means I wanted the other one, right? Or if you see that and you're like, yeah. It's so funny though, right? Is that what you mean, Barb? When you once Yeah, you're, that's exactly, it. The decision that's exactly is made, it. It's like, oh, man, that was a really good way to say that I actually did want the other one. Okay, right. That's such a good point. Thank you, Barb.
0: That's so true. It's like, I do that all the time with restaurants. Like what restaurant do you want them to go? I don't care. And then Ethan says a restaurant. I'm like, nah, what What got into your head there? <laughs> Give me another one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have learned to say, give me a lit. I need a I need three to choose from. Yeah. And then I'll tell you if I don't want to actually go to any of those. But right, yeah. It is like, no, no, no. I need this is too much. We have too many choices, but I know where I don't want to go. Right. And that's important too. It's important to be like, oh, okay. I may not know what I want or what feels the best right now. Um, but I know what doesn't feel good. Maybe where I'm at doesn't feel good right now. This doesn't, this seat doesn't feel good, whatever. Okay. And, and the pressure then isn't to say, okay, but what does feel good? I have to, I have to figure it all out. I have to plan it out because we love to plan everything out, right? Every, you know, step of our lives. That's where anxiety comes from, right? So I was just uh, listening to, can't be anxious about the past. Cause that's like, you're, you're, that's, you're through that already. Um, we don't know a thing about what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone Years from now, right? Um, and every difficult, because there are challenges to life, again, we are we are having a human experience. But for most people, it's not when I hear stories, it's not actually going through the thing that was worse. It's like all of this anticipatory anxiety of what if it happens again, right? I'm like, but you already got through it. In that part, yeah, it was hard, but you did it. And, and now you're just worrying about something that may not ever happen again. Right. And so we're really, that's a lot of energy that I think we just in, in our society and our rules, we just get used to living with. And I think of it almost like an energy leak. Like you've got a little, like, you can't see it, but like a hole in your gut and any of this anticipatory anxiety is just like a slow leak draining your energy. Right causing some inflammation. And it's just quiet. It's subtle until you're years down. And these holes have like added up. Right. Cause now you're like, well, oh, I got to work hard at work. I got to work hard in my relationship, even though I'm not really happy, but oh my God, to make myself happy I have to believe. And that would mean a lot. Right. Because I'm planning five years down the road. And so then it's like, you know what? I don't have to have everything figured out what feels good in this moment. You know, what feels good. This mug with the big handle.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, like all this is making me realize that really kind of opening up and practicing, you know, with your intuition allows you and kind of facilitates you to be more present too, which is also wonderful.
1: Well, that's a great way to do it is to be more mindful and, and quiet Um, Be creative. Do things with your hands. We don't do things with our hands anymore, right? Or um, play, get some Play-Doh or some kinetic sand. Just do something different. Get your senses involved. The more you can connect with the other senses that you have, the more you're going to connect with the sixth sense, right? The more in tune you are. What does this feel like? Um, and that's kind of when we're thinking about, okay, what choices am I making when I'm getting dressed? Well, this feels the best. Okay. That's good. That's a connection to how, you know, your sense of touch, what, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, getting into nature, getting away from our devices for a time, right. I've had to learn. Cause I love a podcast. It feels good. I love all this constant chaos in my brain. I love <laughs> chaos, but then I'm like, you know what? it's also okay to like go for a walk, you know, or go for a hike and not, and not do that. Right. right? For some reason, hikes were always sacred to me. I never hike with earbuds in, but I'd walk the dogs every day with, you know, I'm like, what if you didn't, what if you left your earbuds at home? What if you just went on a walk and Mm -hmm. noticed things or let your brain kind of, the other thing that, that is talked about a ton is meditation guided meditation. There's a ton of free apps. I am still a person I've been on a quest for personal enlightenment enlightenment for a very long time and I still meditation Liz probably hears because we'll be in the coaching group where I'm a coachee I'm like but I don't like meditating I think it's boring but then when I do it crazy weird stuff happens so sometimes I'm like oh do I really want to be that in tune with my intuition right and so it's like that's okay I can wait for, there are some times where I'm like, you know it would be really nice? Some quiet deep breaths. Or you know it would be nice? A guided imagery. And so slowing that down, getting yourself in tune. And I also realize, like when I do art, I, that's a very quiet meditative, meditative state for me. So keeping in mind that it may look different for you. It may not be like, you know, crisscross applesauce in the corner with your fingers like this, so.
0: Well, I think walking for me is meditative. Like the other day when it was so cold here in Michigan, my phone just decided to shut down because it was so cold mm-hmm. and I was far enough away from my house that I had all this time to, you know, just notice all my senses. And I was like, I could sprint home. And I was like, why? It's going to be okay. <laughs> There's no urgency, right?
1: Like sometimes I think urgency is a habit, right? Yeah. I don't, I think everyone would be okay, right? Yeah. I think if we had some take-home points, it would be, right? Like what feels good. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I don't have to do anything perfectly and just sit in that space, right?
0: Don't have to figure it all out today. Mic drop.
1: Mic drop. People are like, but no donuts. I can really eat as many donuts as I want. I'm like, yeah, I can You'll get full eventually. I promise. We'll and Christine it.
0: never gets to come back to a fitness inspired event I know. Again. <laughs> I know.
1: Like, Kirsten's like, no. I'm like, I, I'm I will panic. tell you. Every January, I do a yoga challenge. Every January for years and years and years. I have a fractured uh, dip or thingy in my back. Doesn't matter. Chronic pain for years. A few years ago, I found an amazing doctor. She fixed it. Well, every February, I have to go in for another like, Injection right up the tailbone. Oh yeah, it's intense. But I'm like, it's fine. It's great. I love it. I'm glad I don't have to do it once a year. Whatever. And this year, I did two days of the yoga in January, right? and I was hurting. I was in a lot of pain. I was like, oh, I haven't, I haven't felt, because I'm more, I'm slowing down. Right, I'm more in tune with my body. I'm like, well, I haven't felt this much pain in a while, and I was like. But but no yoga, but I committed to this 30-day yoga thing and I'm gonna get it done because I commit to things and I finish them. And then like my like my inner being is like, but you're hurting. I wonder. And so I'm like, wait a minute, I get an injection every February. I do yoga every January, every day. And so I thought, what if it felt better to not do yoga? course my ego is like no it's always good to do yoga you should always do that always choose that and I no, nope, what if we don't and it is February 21st and I have for the first time in years not messaged my doctor saying I need you to shove a giant needle in my tailbone right it's like oh well look at that right things that we are supposed to they're supposed to be good for us it just doesn't work for me and it took a lot of overcoming my perfection right like but I committed And thinking, no, I'm going to show it better for everyone in my life. If I'm not in pain and this just doesn't work for my body and that's okay. I'm right where I'm supposed to be.
0: Christine, I have a
1: question before we wrap up. And forgive me if I already kind of asked this because it's been going through my mind since you, you know, started talking about um, choosing the coffee cup in the morning and choosing the clothes that you wear and really
0: kind of getting in tune with what feels good. Mm-hmm. will taking those small steps help develop our intuition
1: because oh because you, you said it a few minutes ago the more you engage your senses the more and the more practice you get I took from it that you'll actually practice that sixth sense a little bit more yeah can you talk a little bit more about that absolutely and think about it too like a muscle right we'll speak in fitness inspired terms there you go um, if all the
0: donuts,
1: <laughs> lift all the donuts up, right? Oh, um, so, if we're taking small steps to start exercising it, it's really getting you tuned into that subtlety and, and listening to it. And I think that's why it's almost really important to listen to it on these small things because mm-hmm. then it's going to become more of a habit to, to like stop and say, Oh, what well, feels good? What's my preference? Right. And then the more that you feel that the more space you're going to make for that feeling, the more that you're going to get used to knowing what something feels like when it feels right. Um, and then you can get, it gets bigger and bigger when there are some other things. And that's when it's like, Oh, well I know what it, what feels right, feels like, and neither of these feel right. So there must be another option that I'm going to give myself space for that. I'm going to, you know, ask for, um, gotten to the point that realizing my own intuition and recognizing it because we can use it a lot and not even realize it but then how are we going to know how to use it more if we don't know we're using it right so i had done this great workshop over the summer about a lot of like some broader definitions of intuition and then some more internal definitions um but i realized i use it a ton in the coaching that i do in the therapy that i've always done right And so I like Kirsten alluded to at the beginning, I have heard a lot from my clients that I'm able to like hone right in on it. And, and that has gotten so much stronger since I've realized it's actually my intuition doing it. Right. So when, when something comes up, when I'm talking to someone and like, I just have a vision of their water bottle, what the what, right. Or like ask them what their wall think, what they think of their wall color. I'm sorry. What you want me to interrupt this coaching session to ask them. How they feel about their wall, right? And it's like, oh well, I'll just, I'll just trust it, right? Okay. So I go with that and follow it and ask. And they're like, oh my gosh, actually, yeah. And it leads to this big, beautiful conversation that's so like representative. And I'm just mad, like, huh? Who knew? Well, I mean, like I knew, right? But who knew that trusting that thing that felt really crazy? But I could because I've been so tuned into it and I started to really connect with that. Feeling of when it feels right, it felt right. And so I knew I could trust it. Right.
0: That's good. I totally feel that because I've been practicing, you know, choices because like freedom feels like choices to me. And then I'm like, let me try this. Let me try different choices. And it's interesting how I'm getting more in tune with my physical reaction to things as it relates to like intuition for myself or someone else.
1: Yeah. And again, I think we're really used to just like hurting or not feeling good or not being tuned in or this is fine, but I don't care. It doesn't taste good, right? And we lose the ability to be like, oh, well, I'm going to sit with how I feel. I'm not going to try to numb out. I'm not going to either emotionally or physically, you know, does this feel good? Does this not feel good? If it doesn't feel good, that's okay let's just sit here, pull up a chair, invite, not feel good to sit next to you. Right. And you could, you know, they don't get to be like in your face, but you can just hang. Eventually they're going to get bored and go somewhere else. Right. So, (laughs) but it is like the more that you tune in, the more in tune you'll be
0: trust. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Christine. This was so enlightening. Thank you all. Any parting words or anything you wear or anywhere you want to lead us?
1: I think for the next few days, if you all could just on repeat with every choice you make, like not in a stressy way, but like in a calm, curious, what would feel good? What would feel good? And just allow yourself to follow that and allow yourself to take notes on maybe where it's more difficult to follow that too. Cause that's going to be some really good information too. Thank you all for coming tonight. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you did it. This has been another episode of the Making Changes You Love to Live with podcast. I think you know already that I love, love, love helping people just like you become stronger, brighter, bolder versions of yourself. I see something in you that maybe you don't even see yet. Okay, so I just want you to like soak that in and receive it. And be like, yes, yes, she's talking to me. I can't wait to warm up with you with a little fitness inspired warm up on Friday to get your blood pumping and do a victory lap on your week. Let's finish with this amazing song by Kaylee Joy. And the intro song is her amazing work as well. So, woo woo let's do this thing. I love the sentiment of the song and I hope you enjoy it too. Again, thank you for being here. You listening, you sharing your story, being a part of this community, sharing episodes with friends, sharing this podcast with friends. It just makes a world of difference and allows this to happen. So get it, get it. Have a great day and enjoy the song.
1: Day